Welcome to the Slingshot Sim Racing Podcast. I'm Ellis. And I'm Chris. On the podcast, we get to know our slingshot racing community on and off the track, while also talking about anything and everything else sim racing related. You can check us out at slingshotracing.org, where you can join our Discord, watch our races weekly on twitch.tv slash slingshotracingleague, and give us a follow. Podcast is brought to you by Apex Energy Drink, but we'll talk about them a little bit later. For now, let's jump into it. All right, it is the Slingshot Sim Racing Podcast, episode 23. We've taken a couple weeks off, uh, had a lot going on. Uh, I'm Ellis Thomas, joined by my co-host, Chris, and uh, we're actually going to bring our guest in early tonight. We're joined tonight by Johnny Rapp, a Slingshot uh, veteran at this point. Uh, so uh, we'll start with Chris. Chris, how are you doing tonight? Uh, doing well, doing well. Uh, after a busy weekend, uh Took in the uh, cup race this afternoon, uh, the 24 hours of the cup race at Coda. Um, <laughs> took all that in and, uh, uh, yeah, made, made it through all that better than a lot of the drivers did. And so, um, yeah, get now getting ready for the rest of this week. Came out unscathed other than uh, a few dollars lost at the end of the race, it sounded like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if only they would have made it to the white flag on the uh, second green-white checkered, I'd been bringing home $400. But um, NASCAR, in their infinite wisdom, um, decided to throw the caution and to do yet another green-white checkered, and uh, I brought home $30. So, hey, well, yeah. that's more than you had in the first place, probably. It's true. I wish I wouldn't have even known how much I was going to win. <laughs> Johnny, how are you doing tonight? Hey, uh, I'm doing great, you know. Now, uh, as far as the race goes, I don't really know. I didn't, I didn't. I was watching it, but I wasn't really paying attention. So you guys might have to fill me in on that a little bit. I did uh, notice was... that, like, it was still going on at one point because talking with family and friends and all that. I wasn't paying attention to the race, and I'm like, wait, man, it ain't over yet. <laughs> but <laughs> it went on way, way, way too long. I think there was a point where I was so mad. I'm a Tyler Reddick fan. Uh, but I was so mad because the cautions just kept on coming out with one lap to go, or I guess like two laps to go. And at one point I was like, if another caution comes out, I'm going to turn the race off. And my wife was in the room and she said, do you want me to hold, hold you to that? I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> well, knowing that I would keep it on empty threats. Uh, but yeah, man, we appreciate you coming out and joining us tonight. I know you had a normal Sunday league, uh, that you run. Uh, we do appreciate you. Uh, taking the week off from that to to work with our time schedule um, we're really grateful and uh, you know let's just jump right into it I know that we're coming off of a uh, road course week and would you consider yourself a road course driver that much so I'd say I'm not bad right I don't know I I almost like road courses more than ovals but it depends on what car and what track, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say I'm kind of a road course driver. Obviously I'm not a road course driver with the gen fours at, uh, <laughs> Red Bull ring. Yeah. That's, I guess that's where we can start is the, the, the gen four, uh, cup cars in the, the apex energy cup series went to the Red Bull ring, kind of a, uh, unconventional, uh, scheduling, but 
we made it work, uh, kind of, I suppose. What was your whole perception of of just the race in general? What you were feeling, what you were seeing from others out there? Um, how'd it go? So I don't think like a short run pace that I was slow there. I just, I I was not mentally prepared for that. Like I, I did some practice walkings, Glenn. I ran a few laps at Red Bull. I kind of didn't go in there really expecting to do anything, but uh, yeah, it was definitely, it was a lot of uh, throttle control. Like you're, you're driving the car with your foot, even down the straightaway. Like there's yeah. no mashing the gas and just banging through the gears. Like, yeah, I mean, you're getting into third gear, still spinning tires. So uh, that's a, a little bit out of my skill range. Once the tires started getting worn off and, uh, I still, I mean, if I didn't get the pit penalties, I just, I, I wasn't really paying attention, trying to do something different and like out of a, you know, on a whim, like, Oh, I'm going to pit now. And I didn't make the pits. And then I sped <laughs> coming out of the pits. And then the next time I pitted, I, I sped too, or I missed it. I don't remember, but it just went it, from it, bad to worse. Yeah. It, it wasn't my night. <laughs> And yeah, I, that did, trust me, we've all had, as you know, we've all had those nights. Um, so that was the, I think Aaron Smith used the word tiptoeing the car around. I think Chris and I just watching the broadcast from the booth, we're definitely noticing how important the, the throttle control is. And is that something new that's maybe, do you feel like it would have been a little bit different with the older gen, uh, the, the, the Arca cars? Um, do you think there's more kind of emphasis placed on throttle control in these new high horsepower gen four cars for sure uh the uh the old arca car you still would have had to do it in the corners but coming out of the corner you could gradually get back to full throttle these cars you cannot do that and that's something that uh, that i've brought up for that it's a learning curve that I, I still have a lot of learning to do with but uh, even on the ovals, you can't do that. Like you gotta, you gotta act like there's an egg under your throttle. Yeah, you know? It's gonna be that's what's gonna be at Atlanta this week in the trucks for sure. Yeah, um, yeah just it's not even Gen, yeah. Gen Four in the trucks. It's gonna be the same. But uh, Milwaukee, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Um, <laughs> that's gonna uh, be more of a drift track. I think. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> y'all are gonna have an opening too because Aaron claims he's not that good, and I don't think he's. He's like Chase Barry, where Chase Barry will say, I'm terrible at this track, then go out and win the race. This means um, he's going to go out and lead every single lap. So if Aaron doesn't win, he'll be in top three, I guarantee you. Uh, it, I mean, he's, he's so good, man. You know, all, all the credit to him, you know. It's not like a ploy or anything. Like, just... Uh, it. If he has a bad race, he's going to be about where everybody else is. <laughs> he'd be, yeah, he'd be higher than I was would be when I was having a good race. So, uh, yeah. so you did. Speaking of good, you did much better in the the truck race at Watkins Glen. Uh, throttle control obviously still important, but maybe not as difficult. Uh, shorter track, higher speeds in some cases, uh, at least in parts of the track. That race I felt like was. Uh, as calm or as tame as the cup series race we obviously had cautions not enabled so we didn't have any cautions during the race but i felt like everyone minded their p's and q's what do you make of just how the the we we started off as no secret with the truck series having some issues um 
what do you make of the progress that we've made over the course of the past like five or six races? So I'm not going to uh, not going to lie. I'm, I was a little worried with like how kind of hard you guys were coming down at first with <laughs> the, uh, you know, call not so much calling people out, but calling out the problems that were in the truck series with the, I don't want to say dirty driving, but just, you know, a lot of incidents happening and all that aggressive. I, I thought that that was going to chase people away. And I'm glad that the people that did stay have put some effort into figuring it out. And like the last few weeks with the trucks have been, yeah, pretty good. You know, like there's always someone to race and every yeah. top guys, sometimes I'm in there. I don't know why, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it seems like everybody kind of has respect for each other now. There's still incidents and everything, but that's part of racing. And yeah. uh, to go through a, a, a big, you know, road course race like that, even though it's kind of an easier road course with 30 plus cars and not have like the integrity of the race jeopardized at any point, you know, that was, I'd say that's a good testament to uh, how everybody's moved forward here. Yeah, and I, I think Chris Chris would probably agree with me here. We, you know, we when we started off having those races that were, I think, challenging and frustrating to say the least. We sat down and we fit we we just brainstormed like what's what's the best way to deal with this, and you know, we talked about like, do you do you handle things with a a kid kid gloves so to speak, or do you just kind of let people know how it's got to be and how it's going to be and I think we decided that, you know, we would try to delicately uh, just let people know that's not how we do things, whether it is, you know, maybe just reckless driving or someone not practicing all week and then coming into the race and causing problems, um, you know, and and I think we started off with a stern warning and then we moved into the penalty system. And I, I think the penalty system really helped, um, you know, personally, uh, I, I can't. I'm not in everyone's head, but I feel like everyone knowing that the, the their penalties are kind of accruing and, and being kept track of um, definitely makes you think before you make some of those moves uh, that that folks are making in the first few races of the season. And you you talked about running people off. That's one of the things Chris and I, <laughs> Chris, we talk we talk about this fairly regularly, right? How, how we prevent people from getting run off. This is the the plight of league ownership. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a fine fine line, a fine balance that you have to take. And um, you know, I I found myself, you know, in the first like five weeks, five or six weeks, I think that about you know half the races I find my I found myself jumped, um, you know, because of you know one issue or another on the track, and it was weighing on me heavily just because of that personally and and then you know knowing you know other people who put in the time into it you know seeing you know what they were going through knowing the time and effort and you know energy that we put into this and um yeah it's, it's tough to, to you know try to think of a way that uh, you're gonna you know keep people from from leaving and but also you know try to politely but you know firmly tell them like hey that's not the way that we're going to do things but I, I think that johnny just kind of nailed it and you know i think the racing has improved uh drastically um 
you know, we've we've gone to a short track since New Hampshire in Iowa. No, it's not like a legit short track, but it's, you know, it's a short track. And I felt like the racing was much better there. And, um, you know, Talladega, we had, you know, very few cautions there. Um, you know, everybody I thought drove pretty smart in that race. And um, I, I think there's been a I think there's been a very, very noticeable difference. And uh, hopefully that just continues. My, yeah. Uh, my, my last point on that is that I, I've been in many leagues since I've been on here in the last two and a half, three years. And normally by this point of the season, you got nine, ten guys showing up. It don't matter if you had 30 in the beginning or 40 or 20. It don't matter. And for uh, you guys still be getting, you know, 30 plus uh, cars in a race, you know, for that truck series, that's that that's different you know for sure that's yeah we, you're doing something right you know <laughs> we appreciate that and that's like a, a you know, last thing i'll say about this is is that was one of the you know what you mentioned when people you know running people off it's figuring out like who do you want to run off and who do you not want to run off because at a certain point you are going to have to make choices of who you're comfortable with maybe saying ah, eh, this is maybe not the place for me versus you know uh I guess what I'm saying is like we we figured you know the message we delivered if it was going to run people off then maybe maybe we're not for them um, because we do we we race clean and we're not going to put up with people not racing clean or altering the outcomes of races uh, because of you know reckless driving or just bad driving in general because we've got we got like you said 30 guys out there who are paying money you know I think if we were a free league. We would probably take things a little bit differently, but you know, Chris and I uh, have the responsibility of making sure that that you guys can have good races as often as possible, and that people aren't getting crashed out of the field. Um, so we don't we we want to keep a reputation for for good clean racing uh, that's very organized, but we we're not also trying not to take ourselves too seriously. Too. we try to have fun so it's a balancing act it is a balancing act 100 so for um, sure and uh so i'm another i'm a a proponent of having you know you, you don't want to disqualify somebody from the league for not having the skill right if they're trying no. if they're going out there i think they have every right to be in the league i mean Obviously, you have the Cup Series. That's kind of that has the cutoff for the I rating, mm -hmm. and so the trucks 100% should have the guys that are still not, you know, up to pace. You know, as long as they're respectful and you know if they admit their mistakes and all that, I don't care if I'm leading and you take me out on the last lap when I'm lapping you or something. As long as you, I mean, I'll, I'll be mad at first, but as long as you, you know, own your mistake and be sincere about it you know like those guys have every, every right to be on the track as i did so oh yeah and that's one of the, the things chris and i uh we i know we've talked about this is like we get frustrated when some of the guys won't take responsibility for their mistakes like the lat it's either a a choice not to take responsibility or they are unaware that they did something wrong i think that's the thing that has gotten under both of our skin and that's why you know sometimes we have to issue the penalties or, or maybe be a little bit more stern to people is just because like it's 
it's the it's the awareness chris and i talk about it all the time you got to be aware you got to be aware you know open your relatives know where the leaders are know where the guys behind you are that that f3 is a very 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 useful button in iRacing, right chris <laughs> we say it every oh, race yeah. f3 hit your f3 button <laughs> uh, so but yeah you know it's it's fun we do it we do it because we love it um at least i still love it i think crystal still likes it at least um yeah dude so i can be on the other end of that too because i still feel awful for killing Rhett at the uh, all-star race when i put him into the, the wall oh like, god <laughs> ptsd Man. from seeing that like I, I don't think it was fully my fault, right? But I tried to lift, and whatever happened, I got underneath of him a little bit, and it just hooked him <laughs> straight into the that was, out, man. Oh, that was the wreck of the year. That was the wreck of the year, right there. That was, yeah. <laughs> I don't think someone would have survived that one in real life. And like for me, you know, I'm someone who's always going to apologize, almost maybe to a fault if i like think it is partly my fault or something uh very rarely is there an incident that i don't go back and look at uh or that i go back and look at and say there's that is not my fault at all like i, I think i maybe have done that once um uh, but i think that's that's what we want to cultivate as a, a culture where if a mistake is made like you apologize for it and everyone moves on Right, yeah. like accept the apology, or at least tell the person you. Think. I'm I'm all for just like tell the person you accept the apology, even if you don't, just move on. Like, there's no need for an extended argument over it. Um, you know, we've had some incidents in the past that we've we've had to deal with of, of people taking arguments a little bit too far. And I don't know if you've dealt with that in other leagues or not, but um, for sure, uh, I'm definitely worried about. You know, maybe some of my teammates getting involved in uh, something like that. We're not going to say names here. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. So Watkins Glen uh, for the Truck Series was uh, a by and large a good race. Uh, it it was a, a, a fantastic race between the top th top two. Um, I know ran together pretty much all night long. Chase Berry and Cole Sicchetti, uh ran door to door you know bumper to bumper pretty much most of the race and it came down to i think a mistake that cole made with what was that like under 10 laps to go right around nine to go um i think chase made a mistake first and then well, obviously cole was with him right uh, that, those two are the class of field and i think chase messed up a little bit right near the end maybe two or three to go and Cole was on him. I remember Chase saying over the radio, that, you know, oh, I just gave it away. Something like that. And, yeah, I don't know what happened after that. I haven't actually watched the end of the race yet. I watched the beginning of it. But, uh, yeah, those two were for sure to class the field. And either one of them winning, you know, they deserved it. Yeah, we've got we got so many good drivers. Like, uh, Cole, Cole has run with us in the past, but he's back now in the truck series. Um, and I didn't know, I didn't know the guy was so good on the road courses. Um, me neither. I thought I, I was going to be second pony to chase. Right. <laughs> like, right. Oh, who's this guy, where'd he come from? You know, but <laughs> Hey, we're always, we're always excited for more people to come on board. So, uh, yeah, we had a good road course week. We're headed to, uh, Milwaukee in the, uh, gen four apex energy cup series and 
headed to old Atlanta in the truck series. Uh, so that's going to be Chris. Now we're already doing a little bit of practicing. Uh, I think he did some last yesterday. I did some this morning or this afternoon and man, it's going to be about tires hanging on to those tires. I think that'll probably be the case at both tracks. Um, uh, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Both of those tracks yep. are going to eat them up real fast. And slingshot racing's hallmark tire saving strategy will will definitely uh come out come into play aaron smith uh is really good at that but you're really good at that too and chase is really good at that too so um <laughs> do you guys think you you got anything for him maybe so i haven't ran any milwaukee yet but uh atlanta i'm kind of hyper focusing on atlanta this week but uh yeah, I don't know. Milwaukee, ah, man. Like, he's going to be there. He's going to be leading laps. Even if he's bad, he's going to be up front. And that's great. That's awesome because maybe we can learn something from him. Just watch, just watch him during practice. Like Chase claims he watched Cole for about 20 or 30 minutes in the final part of practice at Watkins Glen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I mean, one of the things. When, when you're out there and, you know, you think you're saving your tires and you're kind of riding around, and then the next thing you know, that yellow flash goes by <laughs> on your outside. Like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just try to stay in his tire tracks and see what he's doing, you know? And that's good for everybody, you know, myself included, because it's only going to make you better. So. Yeah, well, it's gonna. We're gonna be looking forward to those races. Uh, you can catch them at eight thirty uh, Eastern time on our Twitch channel, Twitch dot com slash or Twitch TV slash Slingshot Racing League. Um, and hey, we're talking about uh, console games for the next story. And uh, you're a big or a former big console gamer and console racer that's something we talk a little bit about uh in just a little bit but uh motorsports games chris is in the news this yes. week. what's going on with them and it's not good news for motorsports games Shocker. uh yeah so they had a financial meeting uh this past week um and at that meeting somebody brought up the indie uh i don't know am i supposed to say it I guess I can yeah. say it, can I? It's true. Uh, the yeah. I-N-D-Y car. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the I-N-D-Y car uh, game that is supposed to be coming out this year has been delayed until next year. Um, everybody that's, you know, is into the sim racing scene, you know, and is familiar a little bit with, you know, console gaming. Honestly, this is something that I haven't been into in a number of years, console uh, racing games, but... Um, uh, motorsport games is a little bit of a uh, it's a little bit of a story right now. So for the fourth quarter in this financial call right here, some stats came out for the fourth quarter um, of its 2022 financial year. Motorsports games revenue was three point eight million dollars, which is a 54 percent fall year on year um, from the previous year. They um, they're they're in quite a bit of trouble. Uh, just put it that way. And, yeah, I'm not a business uh, person, but that sounds really bad. <laughs> yes, and I would say that um, it, I, I would say it's probably wishful thinking to even think that this game is going to come out next year too. So, um, you know, here we are. Uh, the folks at INDY uh, have um, you know signed a contract with these people. You know that has granted exclusivity to them. 
um, and basically knocked iRacing out of, you know, uh, the marketing plans. Um, it's, it was a really, really bad contract, a contract that the NASCAR folks might have had put in front of them, but they did not sign it because um, I'm just going to be real. The marketing people at NASCAR are a lot smarter than the people that are uh, in the marketing department over there at INDY. So um, it's a shame. I hate it because I love that sport. I love, you know, the drivers there, you know, the cars, the tracks. I mean, I, I love those, but um, they just keep shooting themselves in the foot um, with their marketing uh, decisions that they make. I mean, obviously, you know, the writing was on the wall, right? It's just about whether you want to read it or not. And yep. they've seen all, all the uh, trials and tribulations they've been through with all the other uh, ventures they've, they've been in it with the other other motorsports games, right? And yeah. obviously was not going well, so why would you jump in with both feet, right? Yeah, I, I and to, to, to sign the exclusivity and and cause all the almost like I feel like that it caused a lot of ill will with uh, a lot of fans that were no longer able to race the 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 cars on iRacing or at least broadcast the cars. There's not going to be uh, you know official Indy 500 now. I say there won't be, but there will be. Like uh, IndyCar is going to get out of this contract. This this company will be done before the year's out. Like an IndyCar will you know uh, essentially naturally be out of the contract i i i would imagine um but just what an embarrassment um to the the sim racing community as a whole but i i still can't believe like they don't they have the exclusive license to the the Le Mans, uh the french countryside race at least um I think so. i'm not sure if it's them but i know the uh what well, it's our factor right it's our like, factor yeah that's which right. is owned by motorsports games Okay. Oh, is it? I see. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yep. They they bought. That's why they're able to start. Tweaking. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. where all the new physics yeah. came from, and the new NASCAR game that was an absolute bust. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that company's in trouble, and hopefully that's good news. Um, you know, it's not good news in the sense that uh, you know there won't be a lot of console games, or will be ha a handful of console games, uh, racing games that don't come out, but. Honestly, the market's probably better for it. iRacing will be better for it. And uh, the quicker that company can kind of get gone uh, based on their history and track record in the past couple of years, probably the better uh, for everybody. So, uh, hey, we'll, we'll come back and talk about your console uh, racing here shortly, Johnny. But very quick, uh, I want to know your thoughts on Rain coming into iRacing uh, because that is... I feel like we are, it's got to be in the next update, especially with the new photo that came out. Uh, the iRacing tweeted out showing the UI as how to adjust rain and what time it comes uh, during the race. Are you going to be. are becoming more and more frequent. Yeah, it's, it's got, it's got to be in the next update or two. Uh, are you someone who's going to be looking forward to racing in the rain? So I have, I'm, I'm just going to say rain is pretty much the worst part about. Uh, any motorsports obviously sometimes in road racing it can make it a little more interesting but most of the time it makes it more boring right there's the guys that are good at it and they just take off and there's other than people that drive over their heads and spin out there's no real action and i mean i 
I don't hate that it's coming, but I think there was other things they could have focused on before before that, you know. Yeah, I think I I think like I do the tire model, right? Yeah. Cred that tire model's a bone in Chris's craw. <laughs> yeah. If you I, listen I to the podcast, you probably hear me talk about it almost every week. Um, I, do, I do listen. I don't listen to everyone, but I listen here and there. So for oh sure. man, it's it's bad. It's bad, and I just I just feel like rain is like like on the on the list of a hundred things. It's like number seventy eight. Yeah. Like I feel like we're it's going to be overhyped. We're going to get it, and I th- I think a lot of road racers will probably do it uh, almost in the sense of a novelty, uh, like. A large portion of people are going to run it maybe for... Because I know there's going to be a series that does r- racing in the rain only, right? There's There's got to be a series that's going to do it. Um, and a lot of people will probably run that series initially and then realize, oh, God, this is actually pretty damn awful. Um, and... I do think that, uh, you know, iRacing I will do it better than other titles in the past. The only one that I've really played with is Forza. And the way they did rain was awful because the tires would just like automatically change to rain tires in the middle of the race when it started raining. Like what? At least iRacing would, you know, they would implement it where there's some strategy and, you know, all that. That would make it interesting, but. Yeah, I, I would look forward to it in an endurance race. I know we run the Daytona 24 every year. I think that would add a whole nother element of strategy and surprise and intrigue to the race so i think it it's going to have its place there for me but i'm not even much of a road racer anyway so you know it, it doesn't really even i haven't thought about it a whole lot other than oh i racing is going to get rain that'll be that'll be pretty cool um so you mentioned forza uh motorsports and we can kind of jump over and in, into our our interview portion getting to know you just a little bit johnny but uh, this was one of the things that actually surprised me when I learned it is that you and a, a bunch of other guys that actually run with us in slingshot racing kind of migrated over from the console racing world. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about how you got started with just, you know, sim racing or video game racing and what that journey's looked like. <laughs> well, so starting with it, uh, I think it was like NASCAR 98 or 99 on, mm-hmm. uh, well, I, I think the Nintendo 64 or something. Yes. Uh, man, oh, yeah. I don't remember. But that was probably about the first game I owned. I had probably played, you know, other people's stuff before that. But, uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I've always kind of, I play other games. I play Call of Duty, this and that, uh, through the years. But I always had the... Uh, you know the the racing games were kind of the the backbone of what i did and me and my friends did we played a lot of atv too you know like stuff like that then uh obviously when online started happening probably around 0809 nascar 08 nascar 09 i started getting into that a little bit my friends you know my real life friends kind of they fell off they did whatever they did but then come around 2011 something like that that's when we all kind of grouped up i i met chase i met a couple other guys met eric wright uh 
we joined a league together with a guy named KWG, who I believe was from Alabama, or he at least sounded like he was from Alabama. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he had a league and it didn't last too long, but we met a lot of guys there and kind of migrated into our own league. And I ran the OG Racing League for probably, I mean, you're talking about 2011 till 2018. Right, 2019. Yeah, that's a, that's like pretty that. good stretch. Yeah, yeah. It was mostly just our friends, and Chase would join the race, and if there was more than like eight people in it, he would lag out, and it, it was awful. All of that was awful. <laughs> but <laughs> always looked at I racing like, man, that's something like I'd love to get into it, man, but I, I can't afford a computer. I can't justify doing that, you know, and. Finally, uh, once Chase made the, the jump over, uh, took a couple years for him to convince me, but I finally, I bought a potato computer and I could barely run iRacing with it. Just randomly throughout the race, it would go black while I'm driving and I don't know where I'm at. The steering wheel would go, Chris uh, you know, knows that feeling all too well. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was awful. So probably it's probably a year and a half, two years that I've had the uh, the better computer here, and ain't looked back since. I'm actually uh, in the prelim- preliminary stages of building a, a good computer. So <laughs> that uh, yeah, so that's that's a story we hear a lot. Like we we don't encounter a lot of people on here who start off with a lot of really high-end stuff i think most of us come from a background of like cobbling stuff together right you know i i know that my first computer i did i racing was a uh i think it was like a, a dell um optiplex or something like that that probably ran i racing better than it should have but it was a, a cheap computer i might have gotten it for free um and that, that's Chris, actually what my first one was i still have it i think really Optiplex 890 or something i forget let me tell you that i gave that computer to my dad probably six or seven years ago that thing was probably 10 to 12 years it just died i think the other day a couple weeks ago chris uh that wow so that that was the original iRacing computer for me and i know chris is probably the same for you just starting with something basic right yeah i mean just to put it in perspective not not my computer but as far as like the hardware i was using um i had a i got on iRacing back in 2009 um i think iRacing actually started in 2008 um so i've been around a long time on the service but you know starting out i had my momo wheel that was from the nr 2003 days when i first started and had you know so many issues with it I was like this isn't going to cut it so i bought a g27 in late 2009 early 2010 and i stuck with that g27 all the way until the beginning of what was it the beginning of last year ellis when yeah. i finally got a this dd oh wheel. yeah yeah so that wheel itself and i mean it it still works uh it's got you know a few things don't work very well on it but uh it still works and it's uh you know it's sitting right here in the closet right behind me and you know it's it's a good wheel but yeah i mean you know a lot of us you know we've 
we we you know the stuff that we started out with that you know that lasts us a while but uh eventually i think that you reach a a phase of your life you know where you you have the disposable income and you're you you begin to take this a little bit more you know seriously than maybe you did before and you just start slowly uh investing in those things but uh like the hobby the hobby element of it too yeah There's always something that can be better or that can even if it's just like you're rewiring or cable management or something like that you know it's always i feel like i do my cable management once every year or two and somehow it always like it ends up getting birds nested again or just looking terrible and needs to be redone every so often um it's all yeah. there's always something to be done the job's never finished i'm definitely the same way i want to kind of redo how everything is here i mean it's it's not like your normal sim rig like a, it's a you know an old tv stand and the wheel will fall off sometimes and land in my lap while i'm driving you know but one thing i want to bring up though uh back in the day my dad bought this game for the computer which i mean my only computer gaming when i was a kid was like roller coaster tycoon oh yeah <laughs> yeah so he bought this thing it was called nascar legends it was actually a papyrus game i think it came out right after an or 2003 or right before it. i forget i think it was right before it i think it was right around the time of nascar 3 yeah so i mean obviously me being a dodge guy you know like there's super birds and you know the old chargers on the front i'm like yeah i gotta play this he had an old uh, i think it was a logitech wheel it's red and black and the i tried moment. my hardest to get it hooked up the only thing i could ever get it to do was to turn left you had to turn right <laughs> and it would not <laughs> turn right no matter what you did <laughs> So I remember going around there, you know, in like a super bird or something and like just literally making a lap or two. It's like, yeah, you know. It's but, awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I wish they would bring those cars into that that's gotta be on the list of iRacing scans, Chris. I I imagine like the the super birds and, and all those cars with the big the big wings on the back. They gotta be planning on bringing that to iRacing at some point. I I don't I would think so. I think that they would come eventually, maybe at some point down the road. But uh, I just hope that when they launch, they're in better shape than the eighty sevens were when they launched. Those eighty sevens have come a long way, though. They, they're a lot better now. Uh, more to come on that at a later date. Right. I have yeah. a uh, I have a feeling that a lot of it is more of a licensing deal, right? Like yeah, I I think that. Dodge could add something in iRacing by now, but it seems like they just they want to be far away from NASCAR, you know? They yeah. they were talking with RFK or whatever they were last year or whatever, but that all fell through. I think they're and, on a big uh electric hybrid push, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, you but know, it's because they're owned by Peugeot now and it's right. a global brand, but yeah. I think that, you know, and, and, you know, I think that NASCAR will at some point go in the hybrid direction here, like within the next five years. Oh, next engine package will be yeah, a hybrid for sure. There will be there will be some type of electrification in the cars. But, um, you know, I, I also know that a few years back, 
um, Dodge was talking to um, Michael Andretti. And, you know, Michael has been very open. You know, everybody knows the whole F1, you know, saga and everything about trying to get him into F1. I think um, he's he's also been open about like, yeah, NASCAR's you know, on our plans too. So I think it would take a big name like that for them to be able to come into the sport with them, like at the same time, almost like how Toyota did with, uh, with Red Bull um, when they came in and, you know, uh, some, you know, it'll take a big name like that for it to happen. Or and even like Everham. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, in 2022, we've seen an epic battle for the championship between Aaron Wilson and Justin Smith. Neither one have really been able to gain an edge on the other. And like, I know personally, I have at least one driver I find myself side by side with each week. Um, And chances are you've probably got drivers in moments where you just can't seem to find an edge. Well, Slingshot has a little secret we're going to let you in on. We found the edge. Apex Energy Drink is going to help you focus on every single detail that is important in those crucial moments of the race, whether it's the final lap at Daytona or the side-by-side battle into Eau Rouge at Le Mans. Most of uh, the energy drinks on the shelf are going to give you heart palpitations, and worst of all, they don't even tell you what ingredients they have in them. Apex Energy is formulated with your health in mind, avoiding artificial dyes and allergens, but it's still going to keep you locked in during your toughest battles on the track. Uh, They've actually got four great flavors, including Blue Raspberry, Sherry Limeade, Bomb Pop, and Citrus Blast. My favorite is the Bomb Pop. Uh, Go ahead and get yours now uh, and get 10% off by using the code SLINGSHOT10. That's SLINGSHOT10 when you check out. Promise you are not going to regret it. So you you did say that you're a big Dodge guy. Uh, we just you know we always ask uh, our guests a set of questions so we can kind of uh, get a little bit of background, know what we can talk about. Seven Dodge Chargers that your family owns and a Dodge truck. What <laughs> talk to me about where the fascination with Dodge comes from? Because you're not even you're you're in Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey. Yeah, New but, Jersey. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, it actually all started with with NASCAR back in the day, back in the 70s. My dad and my uncle got into it. My uncle was a Ford guy. My dad was a Dodge guy. So after years of, you know, kind of being against each other, my uncle finally jumped ship, right? And, uh, you know, that they've showed me pictures of, like, you know, they literally on their walls drew like you know uh, roadrunners and torinos and this and that and in their bedroom when they were kids and all that so that's where it started and my dad kind of leaned him into into the mopar scene and uh then then you know they got to the age where they were buying cars you know so they had old coronets my uncle had a couple 69 chargers and I think my dad started it with the 68 that we still have as a uh, 
440 and at four speed, it's not in great shape, but you know, that was his legacy. Everybody knew if you, if you were talking about one of the raps, you had to mention that car, you know, like, and my uncle got into it and then he had a 72 when he got rid of a 69. He still has that. Not a, not a great car at 318 in it, but it still, still runs and all that. And so all this is going on and then they got out of NASCAR, obviously, because dodged it. So late nineties, early two thousands, when I'm growing up, like, oh, well, Dodge is back in the truck series. Oh, you know, Arc or IROC, Arca. And then early two thousands, uh, when Dodge got back into it, that's when we all really jumped back into NASCAR. And we kind of took off with it, you know, like once uh once we all could afford it, you know, we ended up getting these new muscle cars, which ain't nothing like the old ones, but we have uh, five modern chargers. Only one is a V6, and that's my aunt's. All the other ones are Hemi's, including my sister. And then the truck was uh, actually given to us. It's an 89 Ram. So it's a whole fleet of Dodges at the house. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And oh man, it's cool. They're they're not all in great shape. My dad wrecked his uh, 06 a couple years ago. We're still kind of trying to piece that back together. And once that's done, we'll get working on the 68 again. But that's awesome. That's uh, yeah. I I I know a lot of people have the like. There's some sort of connection why people root for certain brands of cars, but yours sounds like it, it has a lot of history and runs pretty deep. Yeah, um, that's now one, of the, uh, one of the things that y'all asked was that you know what's your favorite driver? I don't have one because I got into NASCAR rooting for a manufacturer. I like, and it's not there anymore. So yeah. I just kind of watch for the racing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. I think that's, I used to do, like, I watch more now for the racing as an adult than I did when I was a kid. I think I had my favorite driver or drivers when I was a kid. Now I just enjoy watching the races. Um, I have my guys that, like you, I don't want to win, uh, you know, but there's only a handful of those guys that if they win, I'm like, ah, man, I'm ticked off I even watch this race. But usually yeah. I just enjoy watching the race no matter what. So I'm going to name drop one race. I was going to ask. He's been winning recently. William Byron. Oh man, not a big really Wii Young fan. I don't. I don't really know why, other than like it kind of seems like he has no personality. You know. What about like, Chase Elliott? I was about to say Chase Elliott. You can't <laughs> say Will, William Byron has no personality if you if you don't say Chase Elliott doesn't have a personality. I almost said Chase Elliott, but <laughs> all right, that's all right. We can live with You're that. You're good in our yeah. books. Yeah, yeah. So last year at Atlanta, when Elliott uh, took out Lejoy, or he put him oh, in yeah. a war, yeah. whatever. Oh, oh, man, yeah. I was so pissed. <laughs> like I, I'm a Dodge guy. I like the underdog. You know, at least I can root for the underdog because yeah, Dodge like even... was always the bottom of the big three, at least in my lifetime. So yeah, I think even Chase Elliott fans are pissed. Yeah, probably. Um, that was tough. That was tough, and you know, he handled it. Corey handled that, you know, graciously. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, that's. I found it interesting that that they brought Mr. Personality Chase Elliott into the broadcast booth today. I thought they advertised it. Mike Joy (laughs) advertised it as an enhancement to the broadcast, teasing it earlier in the week. Like we really (laughs) thought, like Fox was going to somehow turn it around. They had figured something out that was going to make the broadcast better. And it was Uh, just adding Chase Elliott to the broadcast. Um, a segment on the Fox broadcast is going to be included in the Slingshot podcast in the opening segment at some point this season. Oh, yeah. We're, <laughs> Not maybe today, the last, obviously. Maybe but... for the last race of the season <laughs> that Fox does, we'll just let them have it. For yeah. Chris, and I, Chris and I just talk crap about Fox broadcast and texting back and forth with each other through the majority of races. Yeah. Usually I'm the one to initiate because something sets me off. I can't remember what it was today. I don't remember. What was it, Chris? What was that? I think it was about? like showing like 10 seconds of a wreck, like right after oh, it happened. It was and they needed to go into commercial. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so, just so bad. They did a, a pretty Xfinity race yesterday. There was like, uh, Cole Custer got spun, right? And it was like two cautions later, they're going into commercial break and they show him spinning again. It's the same one. It's, you know, it's like, you were just talking about somebody else wrecking and now you're showing this. It didn't make any sense. Their camera work is uh, sometimes worse the, than our camera work. I don't I'll know who you, the director is. One Fox. thing that I, I, I miss, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like early 2000s, mid 2000s, like the sound was so much better. Yes. Like, it doesn't make sense because you think they'd have all, all kinds of modern equipment and all that. But, like, compared to how they actually sound, like, back in the day, they were way closer. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Definitely the sound of the cars does not convey through the TV like it used to back in the day. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just very, very different. And, and I know that the cars sound different, but... I've heard people, you know, they tried to take some of the sound out of the cup cars this year because they said in the garage last year they were so obnoxiously loud. Um, I was like, I wouldn't know because I, I could, I've never heard one like in person before and the broadcast just doesn't convey it at all. Which is yeah. interesting because that's one of the, the parts of of the sport that is so alluring to a lot of people is simply the noise, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing, like, I always tell people, people that ain't into sport, they see, you know, that I watch it and all, they're like, oh, well, what do you like? You know, like, well, you don't really know until you go there. You have yeah. to actually watch a race. Sure, it's boring. You don't really know what's going on unless you're, like, hyper-focused on it. But just the smell, well, the smell ain't the same anymore either. But the smell and the sound and the feeling you get when they're going by, you know, like, and there ain't nothing like it. No, there is. Not there is all. certainly not. Um, hey, one of the questions uh, Chris and I have wondered about you for a while is your sponsor that you run on all of your cars, um, Mission Barbecue. What, what's up with that? What is uh can can you enlighten us a little bit? Absolutely. So, uh, Mission Barbecue is a chain barbecue restaurant, right? And I believe they were started in Texas or Florida. I think Texas. And uh, they opened one in my town. If they didn't, I wouldn't know anything about them. But 
you know, of course, new barbecue spot. Yeah, I'm going to go check that out. Well, I go in there. This place, like, their whole, the, all the walls are loaded with pictures of, like, local first responders, you know, firefighters, police officers, military, anything like that. And they go out of their way to uh, honor them and help out the, you know, local first responders any way they can. They buy them food, they do this, they do that. So me being from, you know, my family's background of pretty much, uh, I mean, before my generation, everybody was first responder one way or another. Uh, that means a lot to me. So the way I figured is that if I'm going to give free advertisement to someone, it's going to be somebody that's doing something like that, you know? That's awesome. That's uh, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's always it's always good when you can find a connection with you because we see a lot of guys on the track that run just like rando paint schemes right which is fine it's totally (laughs) fine you should run whatever paint scheme you want but to me it makes it a little bit more special when like there's something to the sponsor there's some sort of connection uh with the sponsor that you're running um you know i i go ahead uh yeah so i mean not not to discredit their food their food is slamming right but that's the big attraction of them is uh, what they do for the community and uh, one thing that I didn't know that they did until a couple weeks ago I went there on lunch and at noon every day right they do the national anthem you know so everybody kind of stops what they're doing when they're eating there and everything and stands up you know they do the national anthem and then every other Friday, at least the one in my town, they they will invite, uh, you know, military veterans or different people from the community that, you know, kind of deserve it, right? Uh, and after the National Anthem, well, first of all, them and their families eat for free, right? They get called in, they eat for free. And... Uh, after the national anthem they have like a little ceremony where they introduce each one of them and i went there a couple weeks ago they had four world war ii veterans from the area oh man and their families you know the whole like they had a center table set up and all these old heads are in there man and that man that's something something cool to just be there while they honor them and yeah i mean that kind of this is more recent but it it uh like my appreciation for for that uh that company yeah man that's awesome and yeah, we're glad that is. we uh we can we can show so many great pictures of that mission barbecue car truck out out near the front and uh while we're talking about that thank you for taking our pictures every week you do a yeah a phenomenal job uh yeah. with that i was just looking at I some still of those feel- a little weird about taking my own sometimes. But well, hey, <laughs> you when, you're, when you're doing as well as you are in the trucks this season, which kind of brings me to my next question here. Um, those of you that don't know, Johnny's the points leader in the trucks, and it feels like he's been the tr- points leader in the truck series all season this year. He pretty much has. After yeah. That race. Second you, or third race, I think. I, took, I think it was second race I took it. Yeah. yeah. Are, uh, are you going to win this championship? I don't know. Uh, 
like I, I said earlier, I'm kind of hyper-focused on Atlanta this week, but there's yeah. other reasons for that. You know, I kind of, with the paint, paint job I'm running, I kind of want to, uh, like, if I if there's a race that I could win this year, I don't give a fuck. Uh, 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 <clears throat> yeah, I don't give a damn about the, right the other down ones that I time. <laughs> It's going to be this one that I really care about. Uh, yeah, talk to us a little bit about that uh, that special paint you're running this week. Yeah, so uh, basically, I mean, it's a good friend of ours. Obviously, my family has been in the in the fire service and uh, EMT service. Uh, uh, longtime firefighter. Uh, he was the chief for our fire station. He lost his life in a in a line of duty the other day. And one of his passion projects was uh, he, he found one of our old ladder trucks. Uh, another company had it across the country. I think it was in the Midwest. We're in New Jersey. So uh, he actually went out there. He drove it all the way back in disrepair. And he went through and restored it. I think it was red when we got it back. And they, they like sanded it down. You could actually still see the Depper Township logos on it. So he did a full restoration on it and it's beautiful. Like, and the sound of this truck, man, there's, it, it will bring me to tears. If I, if I heard it go down the road right now, you can hear it coming a mile away, but the way that thing sounds, it's a manual convertible fire truck. right? Dang. <laughs> like, and, uh, that was his passion project. So he finally did it and they brought it down to the New Jersey, you know, the uh, fire convention in Wildwood, I believe it is. They won last year. They won the, the show. And yeah, so kind of in honor of him, I, I made the paint job on my truck of that truck. And that's what I'll be running this week. Yeah, man, that thing looks the the truck, the fire truck itself is just ridiculous. Like, I don't think I noticed till you just mentioned that that actually was a convertible. Fire truck with that <laughs> yeah. uh, cloth vinyl top on it. Uh, I want to say I'm not. I might be wrong on the year, but I think it's a '68 Maxim is the uh, the brand. But and that just looking at it, that looks like it definitely feels very '60s ish. Yeah. And and the truck you painted up looks looks just as good. That diamond plate trim uh, down the bottom. I like yeah. that. I tried to rip as much off of the actual truck as I can. So that diamond plate you see is actually from one of the pictures of the truck. And I kind of photoshopped it in to go with the body line of the truck. But yeah, Yeah, man, that, that looks, that looks slick. Uh, and, and definitely for a good cause. We're definitely excited to see that thing out on the track, um, Wednesday night. Uh, so a couple other questions before you finish up. Uh, we'll let Chris finish with his big question that he likes to ask everybody. Oh, uh, no. Get I, there. I got a different one this week <laughs> oh, okay. for him. All right. <laughs> um, go ahead. We'll let, unless you want to finish it with that question. No, no, no. It, it kind of ties into what we just talked about a second okay. ago. Um, it has to do with Johnny's season in the truck series this year. Uh, Johnny, are you aware of how many incidents per race that you are currently averaging at this point? So, Yes. And oh, he knows. I am <laughs> super mad about Talladega. I bet. <laughs> I bet. 
So those of you who don't know, Johnny has, you know, he's like I said before, he's leading the points and he has had a very, very, very clean season of trucks uh, this season. And he's currently only averaging 1.63 incidents per race, which is very, very awesome. Um, And I think Talladega kind of is, you know, I think it kind of contributed to the number being a little bit higher than what it probably had been. There was Talladega and Charlotte, right? Uh, like, yeah, I think I think it was Charlotte, but I, I think I still finished good at Charlotte. I forget. You did. You still finished top ten there, but I think that I got wrecked or something. Yeah. But up until that point, I only had like single digit maybe <laughs> incidents for you know six races or whatever it was. But yeah, I was definitely I was trying my best to. Uh, keep them low there because i noticed that i was you know way lower than everybody else but that's always a stat that i look out for in the standings because it's one that i always try to take pride and mine's a little bit higher this season than what i'd like it to be but um but yeah Especially that's the trucks too because they're made of glass you know right oh, even just rubbing the wall, cars, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah don't yeah. get me started it's awful it is. And sometimes it's like I get a zero X and like it looks like I slammed into the wall. You just like head on sometimes. Um, yeah. So I don't really know. Like it's hard to initially tell like how how much it actually slows you down um, because that damage model is just ridiculously fragile. Um, Most so, other cars, if you see like the hoods buckled or something, then all right, yeah, it might have a little bit of damage. The truck there's no way to tell <laughs> you know <laughs> like no yeah that's that's just and trust me i do my fair share of getting into the wall so i i'm well aware i made the switch from vr to triple monitors and uh back to triple monitors and i still my death perception and peripheral has not been as good using the monitors like where the right side of my car is how close it is to the wall um, so I'm still adjusting to that, but, um, I'm single monitor. So God gosh, I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you do it. So I, I bring the, uh, field of view back quite a bit to where I can see the, uh, the mirror that I don't have turned on on the left side. When I can see that whole mirror that I, that's kind of where I'm used to. And for plate tracks, this is a little tip from Johnny, right? <laughs> raise your driver height you don't need to see the the temp you know it don't matter you shouldn't they're gonna tell you if it gets the whole race hot. anyway yeah so raise your driver height and you can kind of see over the spoiler of the car in front of you and yeah. it'll help you out a lot but that is a good little tip i might try that yeah um well speaking of tips uh every guest we like to ask if you were in charge for a day of slingshot racing. Uh, and this is especially useful for us because we're starting to plan season four uh, for the summer. So what would you want to race? What track have we not raced that you would want to race? What track have we raced that you would definitely want to go back to? Like if you could, if you could change things, what would, what would you do? So uh, track wise, you're always it's i'm always going to say road america right that is like as far as road courses go it's 
like technical, but it's simple. You know, it's like, a good one. It's a good one. It's a track that, I mean, you have to put some time in to kind of get used to it. But it's not. It's kind of like Watkins Glen. They're not in the Creek Corners, most of them. And I just, I've, I've always felt like the racing's great there. I've always been good there. And uh, as far as anything else, I don't really know. Like. I mean, if we're running any type of NASCAR car, it's it's going to be good, you know. Uh, I kind of don't like the Gen Sixes, but I still have no problem running them. And it's definitely uh, they've become more interesting than when we ran them last year. They're definitely a lot looser, and the tire wear is a little more important, but. You're talking about the next gen? You're talking about the next gen? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what I meant to say. Yeah. Um What about what about this summer? Um, you know, you probably already know one of the one of the, the series that we're looking at running. Um, just from a historical standpoint, what we've done in the past. But if you were to yeah. add a, a second series, what what would you like to see? So I'm not going to give you your generic response of, oh, we need to do road courses. We need the GT3s. Uh, I would like it to still be something kind of in the middle, right? Like one thing that I always thought would be cool is to run the late models, but do like a mostly road course deal, kind of be like a Trans Am series. That would be dope. But it's funny because I was just mentioning that to Ellis about the old late models. Um, I used to enjoy racing. There was a series that I found that that raced those um, and they were fun to drive on on the road courses. But I hadn't done that in a long time and I have no idea how these late model stocks are around there. So the, the super lattes, I've actually like practiced them on road courses for some reason, but uh, they're they're wild man that's like you know you got enough tire in the back where it's getting sideways but you just lay into the throttle and try to drive out of it with the wheel and but uh i don't know if that's everybody's cup of tea you know i feel like a lot of guys are going there and it's looping but uh that would be something that i mean that that'd be cool if, if we could get something something together with that and just seeing them and hearing them go down there, you know, skewed sideways in the corner and all that. But I well, know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. It's not that far of a stretch based on some of the things we've talked about. So, uh, but we'll be getting all your, all your guys' input at those driver meetings <laughs> we're having, uh, after the races next week. So, um, we'll be yeah. looking forward to that. And man, we appreciate appreciate that feedback uh that's good we respect your opinion uh we're glad that you're a part of this league we're glad that you found us and you know we're just we're we're gonna keep on trucking i can't believe we're almost into a year um we're, we're gonna be crossing over our one year anniversary here it feels here. longer than that longer it than really it does, does. Me, like it but... does kind of feel like that <laughs> yeah it, it totally does and you know we race with each other in us for that too so so um, that's what really gets me. It feels like forever because you know we got kicked out of there. <laughs> it yeah, it was like forever ago that we. Got yeah, but it was only like what, like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, give that. Yeah, um, it's wild. 
So, man, we we appreciate you coming on the show. We appreciate you talk, taking an off week from from your league, and we appreciate you, those guys, uh, you know, lending us to you, so to speak. And uh, okay. we just appreciate all the work you put in for us with those pictures and 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 everything in your support. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on tonight. You got any shout outs you want to give before we uh, wrap it up? No pun intended. So wait a minute, this ain't a, a winner interview, you know? Like, what's <laughs> going on here? But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll shout out to all the pay, payday guys, and I, I don't know what's going on with Jacob, but Jacob has uh, kind of taken a, a step forward, and you know, with uh, moving on to other leagues on other nights. Obviously, we're not going anywhere, but. Uh, you know, it, good, good luck to him, and we appreciate what he does. And obviously, Randy, Randy, right. Justin, Chase, Chris—I mean, I know some of them guys don't really run with us, but uh, you know, we still appreciate all that they've taught us, and for them allowing us to be here with them. And to all my friends that don't run anymore, like you know, Eric Ray. Brandon Ayers, Chandler Summers, all them guys, you know, like, I still appreciate you. I still, you know, hope you all come back here. Yeah, we need to get those guys back. Yeah, I'm telling you, good friends. I miss them, you know. But, yeah, other than that, thank you to you guys for putting on such a great league, and thank you for having me on the show here tonight. Thank you for being here. Yeah, man. And uh, those guys are welcome anytime. Your friends are welcome anytime. Just recruit, recruit, recruit. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, we... we might end up with some new guys here. Uh, not not my friends, but other guys, maybe in the next season. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. I think our numbers will be big uh, for the summer. Yeah. I, that's, that's the goal. So um, that's one thing that I should probably talk about is that I am kind of fully switching to payday at this point oh no more og well og was gone before the season (laughs) but i guess you all didn't catch it or i didn't tell you so i don't know i started regular racing right i don't really know why i should have just went right to payday but yeah from from this point forward i'll be pretty much only affiliated to payday you know another horse in their stable yeah yep, there you go oh man we'll look forward to seeing you out there in that mission barbecue uh dodge truck and uh dodge cup car and then the fire the fire truck car this weekend or this chevy week, truck. Say. Oh, he's got a chevy truck that's right that's right yeah. you don't have a special paint ski a special headlights or anything on it yeah, um, I haven't got in with the devs of iRacing to make a Dodge. Yeah, they gotta. So. Yeah, they gotta get a. They get get one of those early Dodge. You know, scans. Hey, we're gonna we're we're gonna work on it. That's what that's what we'll set our goal for over the next couple months. Getting Dodge scanned in, the old <laughs> Dodge. Um, all right, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for listening, to everybody. Johnny Rap on the Slingshot Racing Podcast. You can check us out on slingshotracing.org uh our races are on tuesday and wednesday night we do broadcast on twitch.tv slash slingshot racing league and uh everyone have a good night we'll see y'all next week hey, hope you enjoyed that episode we just wanted to say thank you for 
your time and your interest in our podcast and really just overall thanks for listening we work hard to bring these episodes to you guys each week and thanks for being a part of our slingshot racing community if you want to learn more you can find us at slingshotracing.org from there you can find us on social media like instagram facebook you can join our discord from the main website and uh if you're listening to us on anchor spotify or google Podcasts, please feel free to leave us a review uh the more reviews and the better reviews we have, the more people who will have access to this podcast. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll hope to hear from you and see you next week. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.